I'm Rob Skinner, and this is the Rob Skinner Podcast. In this episode, I interview Brian and Abby Mackey, who lead the church in Flagstaff, Arizona. My wife Pam and I, who's also on this program, traveled up to Flagstaff in early December to appoint them or ordain them as an evangelist and women's ministry leader. I look forward to discussing their path to leadership in God's kingdom. All this and more on the Rob Skinner Podcast. Welcome back to the Rob Skinner Podcast. My goal is to inspire you to live a no regrets life, make this life count, and multiply disciples, leaders, and churches. I'm on the program today with my beautiful wife, Pam Skinner. Hey, it's great to be here. Baby, it's always awesome to have you on the program. Thank you. Are you enjoying Christmas so far? Oh my gosh, <laughs> yes. Our family's in town, my mom and stepdad from Boston, and uh, my son-in-law's family, our son-in-law's family from uh, Lebanon, Pennsylvania. So great. We're having such a good time. I just got to ask you, how do you feel about the plan so far in the schedule? You know, I wish it was a little bit more organized, <laughs> but we're just kind of going with the flow. No, it's it's wonderful, honey. You've done a great job. It's very detailed. Oh, yeah. Oh, we're two days in, and we're, it's already been a total blast. I know it. I know it. I was so encouraged. I mean, there's so many good things happening. This last Sunday... There was one person that we'd been studying the Bible with all semester on campus, a young man, and he finally got baptized yes. last Sunday. It was awesome. And so really, really encouraging to see that happen. I really hope you're planning on going to the CLIMB Small Church Leadership Conference in Dallas, Texas. Woohoo! Yes. Next November 30th, 2023. It's, it's a Thursday through a Sunday. It's going to be an amazing time. Yes, I'm excited. We're going to have people from all over the country, yep. all over the world, mm -hmm. people who are going to come in, share their ideas on how to grow their small church, how to plant churches, how to grow as a, as a leader. It's going to be an amazing it time. Is. It is. And I know Brian and Abby went to, the, went to it last year, and it's going to be awesome. So I really hope that you will make the time and put it in your budget to set aside that time to go to Dallas. I mean, You've got to invest in yourself yes. if you want to grow. Mm -hmm. I mean, period. You've got to put the money into personal development. And if you miss opportunities like this, you the problem is you don't know what you're missing when right. you don't go. Exactly. And when you go, you go, man, that's so worth the mm -hmm. money. Absolutely worth the time. I definitely don't want to miss it. So please, please put that in your calendar. Climb Small Church Leadership. We'll have registration up soon. Also, if you have a desire to lead, to plant, or lead a church, or become an evangelist or women's ministry leader, I have something you should really consider. Pam and I are looking to hire for the following positions here in Tucson. If you want to become a church leader in the future, but need more experience in the basics of ministry, and want someone to walk with you, I'm looking for male and female interns who will start on campus and then graduate to church planting or leadership outside Tucson. Secondly, if you're ready to lead a campus ministry right now, I'm looking for a couple to lead the University of Arizona campus ministry. Kevin and Erica Liu are going overseas, back overseas, and we'd like you to join us immediately this spring semester 
to walk with us, to get to know everybody, to overlap in their leadership. And then in the fall, you'll assume the leadership of the campus ministry. And it's growing. It's really taking off. Finally, if you already have ministry experience, you've already led before, you've done that, but you really are just waiting for your shot to lead your own church, we're looking for an experienced couple of any age to lead a church planting in the Tucson metropolitan area. So please let me know if you or somebody you know are interested in this opportunity. Email me at rob at robskinner.com. Brian Abbey, welcome to the program. Thanks for having us. It was awesome. I mean, recently we went up to Flagstaff and saw you guys, and it's so cool to see the church and how it's growing. You guys have a new location. I mean, there's so much excitement. So many people studying the Bible. Uh, you just got appointed as an evangelist and women's ministry leader. How did it feel? Oh, wow. Yeah, it was a wonderful weekend. Uh, it was um, just really, it was very special to feel honored and uh, appointed. Uh, I really appreciate you guys coming up and spending that time with us, seeing the church. Um, I feel like so often in leadership, uh, you're, you're pouring yourself out. You're trying to honor others. You're trying to lift them up. Um, and you start to, along the way, question if you're the, you're the person for the job at times. Uh, and uh, I felt like that weekend, um, the church just really honored us. You guys honored us, uh, encouraged us. And, and and I love that they shared like, hey, we want you guys to lead us, mm-hmm. and that was really a yeah. just a blessing to to have that, and you know, it even taught us how important honoring is, and how we need to continue to add that into our leadership. Yeah, I think it felt really good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> good. And, yeah, I think one of my favorite parts of the weekend was when all of kind of the the leader couples in the church came up and like prayed over us. I think that just meant a ton to be able to have kind of that just backing and support and um, just really feeling honored in that. I think it was just, it was a really special moment. Mm -hmm. It was. Well, Abby, you know, you started in the ministry as a one-year challenge. Uh, Were you planning on becoming a woman's ministry leader back then? Nope. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> um, yeah, I had gone on the one-year challenge more just out of like, okay, I, I've been a Bible talk leader and I really loved serving in that capacity. However, I didn't know if ministry was for me and kind of the advice that was given to me at the time was, hey, if you don't know if ministry is for you, go and do it for a year and you'll find out. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I went up to and it was kind of this mindset of, okay, I'm going to go serve and give and see what happens. Um, and I fell in love with it. And I think from that point on, I didn't really, I, I didn't really think of becoming a women's ministry leader. It just kind of happened over time. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I went from a min, uh, an intern, well, from a one-year challenger to an intern and then, um, a full-time position. And then it, I wasn't expecting to become a church leader so young and then, (laughs) okay. Um, So I feel like God's timing was a lot quicker than what I thought would happen. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think it wasn't necessarily my end goal. I think my goal at that time was just to serve and give and do what God was calling me to do at that moment. Mm -hmm. That's great. Uh, How, now, how old are you guys? I am 30. And I'm 28. Yeah. Okay. So you guys are relatively young. Yeah. 
by today's standards for people becoming evangelist women's, women's ministry leaders. Brian, when we were up there that weekend, I, I just had to laugh. We were over at your mom's place. Your parents lived in Flagstaff. They went on the mission team a year later and joined you guys, which is so smart. But uh, your mom, Kathy and Bruce, they're awesome. Your mom said that she raised raised you to serve, not to lead a church. <laughs> now, I kind of cocked my head when I heard that. I was like, okay, I don't know if I should be hearing this or not. But are you surprised to be leading a church today? Yeah. Well, as you said, my parents are amazing. Uh, they did move up here in August to join the mission team. Uh, but yeah, leading a church was not necessarily the vision I had for my life, the vision my parents had for my life. My parents are amazing, uh, and they have spent most of their life now in Nashville. Um, and I feel like they are the definition of what I call like a pillar couple in a church. Uh, and that there's so many pillar couples out there everywhere and, um, you know, who just give, serve, who support, who are excited, but aren't in that leadership role or at least on stage in that leadership role. You know, they were doing other services and, and ultimately I think that's kind of the vision I had for my life as well. Uh, I remember, what was it? A month after becoming a Christian, I went to my first ICMC. Uh, so right before my freshman year of college and one of the last lessons or speeches given was, hey, you know what? We need young men and women to go into ministry. Mm. And he was firing up the crowd. People <laughs> were excited. Uh, and then he goes, you know what we also need? We also need young men and women to go crush it in college, get great jobs and support those men and women going in. <laughs> I just remember my friends turning their heads to look at me. <laughs> um, one, because that was kind of the path I wanted to go, but two, that's the path my dad had one. Uh, and, and, and ultimately I think that was kind of the, the vision for, for my life and uh, definitely not being a church leader. And, you know, I'd say Abby and I don't have the, um, the charisma that you would think a, a natural leader would have. And, uh, and we've had to develop those different strengths to, to make up for that. Wow. That's great. Well, who has helped you along the way and how, how have you guys gotten to this point? Yeah. Well, I, again, I grew up in the church. So I think about like, even back in the day, like all the, the families and uh, different youth ministers. I think I had five teen ministers throughout my four years in high school. Uh, you know, but Damien, I think about other young men who were a few years older than me, Johnny Grant, William Lambert. Um, and then in college, oh, wow. I just think about all the, the different people who shaped me. Uh, our college ministry at the time was all student-led mostly. Uh, so, uh, that really trained a lot of people to go into ministry. And so they really inspired me, uh, you know, Drew Mines, Nick Bradford, uh, Josh, uh, a good friend of mine, Howard, who, who, who's no longer in the faith, but uh, he really showed me that like, oh, wow, this, this, how is this life supposed to look mm -hmm. uh, coming in from the world? And, uh, and then, you know, I'd say the biggest one who has shaped me and helped me is guy named Kendall Albert. Uh, he, he and his wife, Mackenzie, after college, I got to serve as an intern for them in Nashville. 
Uh, and he, he really taught me a lot. He was definitely the biggest influence. Um, again, in college, my training was a lot of just do what other people do imitation, right. Right. Uh, which is a great way to learn, but Kendall really helped me ask a lot of questions. He taught me to think, he taught me to ask the question, why am I doing this? Mm. He, uh, taught me how to apologize. Mm. Uh, he uh, <laughs> really good, walked me through. <laughs> yeah, apologizing was needed. Mm-hmm. Uh, he walked me through even just the options I had after being an intern. Like, all right, will I go back into the career field? Will I uh, carry on in ministry? Will I become an accountant for the church? You know, he really right. helped me sort through. Like, hey, these are your options. Um, and then obviously, there's a, a ton more, but I'll let Abby share some. Yeah. Um, I think there's been so many people I, Brian just listed off a myriad of names. Um, but I think for me, three couples kind of come to mind for me. Um, the first couple is Stuart and Ashley Maines. Um, and they led the campus ministry when I was in college. Um, and I think with them, they really taught me one, how to study the Bible with people. They taught me how to connect with people, relate to people. Um, I was a very quiet college student. <laughs> kept like asking me, like, "Hey, are you okay?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm fine." Why? <laughs> um, and so they really taught me how to kind of come out of my shell um, and serve in ministry. And um, even Stuart gave a lesson. I think it was before Christmas break, my senior year, and he was like, "We really need people to go into ministry, even if you don't think you have the gifts to go in ministry, but you have the heart to serve." do it mm-hmm. like sometimes it's the people that we don't expect that do really really well in ministry um and that that was kind of a tipping point message for me to be like okay I'm gonna do a one-year challenge I'm gonna give it a shot I'm gonna see if this is what God's really calling me to do um so Stuart and Ashley were definitely pivotal in mm-hmm. me even just considering a one-year challenge to begin with um and then the dailies Brian and Katie Daly they lead the church in Pullman, Washington. They actually led the church planting to Pullman, Washington. Mm. Um, just a fantastic couple. They mm. just truly believed in us. Um, I think even when I was just an intern working for them, um, they told me like, Abby, you're going to lead a church one day. You're going to lead a church plant. You're going to lead a church. Um, you can do this. You're like, and I think there's, there were, they told me that on days where I definitely didn't feel that. Like, <laughs> I definitely felt like things were falling apart. Prior, like I just wasn't doing well. Um, but they just had this unwavering kind of belief in what God could do through me, mm-hmm. which I think really continued to build my confidence um, moving forward. Um, and I think one of the big things that they taught me was how to love people, even when it hurt. Um, I think I just watched them go through the trenches with people um, and really stay in there and fight with them. Um, and I also really learned like how to lead vulnerably. Mm-hmm. I think Katie Daly was excellent in that of just being able to show kind of her heart to me um, and show her struggles. Um, so that that was a huge thing for me to learn. And then, of course, you guys, um, you guys have been a huge um, influence on our life, I think, giving us the opportunity to lead a church. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel very grateful for that. Um, you guys have entrusted a lot to us. Um, you guys have built our confidence a lot um, in terms of just allowing us to grow, mm-hmm. um, to learn, to make mistakes, to do things better. Yeah. But I think you guys have also given us the 
expectation of excellence, um, not in any crazy legalistic way, but just like you guys can do a great job. Let's do a great job for God. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's meant the world to us. Yeah, I got, I got one more and that would be Abby. Yeah. Uh, she, uh, <laughs> hey, you yeah. here. Yes. I mean, let's be honest. No uh-huh. one would hire me to lead a church by myself. Uh, yeah, I need somebody who really, uh, gives me a lot of direction and help and guidance and, uh, support. And she, she she's definitely that person, my partner, and I uh, really, really blessed to have her. Yeah. Way to go, Brian. That's yes. awesome. <laughs> you know, it, it's interesting. There, there's a few things that stand out to me about you guys. One, something that, that really caught me off guard when we first met is how organized you got you guys are in your personal finances. Now, this is not a personal strength that I I certainly have. I mean, it's something I've had to really learn the hard way and to develop over time. And I think this is something that Pam and I've had to really, you know, work on, Mm -hmm. but not definitely not naturally, but you guys are really organized in your finances. You guys save actually save money. And I was just, you know, I was like, you know, my question uh, when we first met is, how much debt are you guys carrying? And it's like, no, we don't have any debt. And I was like, what? <laughs> wow. No, no debt? Like, nope, no debt. How'd you guys get there? Like, what happened? What's what's going on there? Yeah, well, our uh, our families, I think, really trained us well. Uh, Abby's dad is uh, was a CFO for his job and his career, so... He definitely has that lens of really giving us uh, some good financial advice. Uh, but in all honesty, Abby just didn't spend money. Uh, <laughs> so, wow. so that's a big thing. I'm the spender in the relationship. Uh, she's actually getting on to me as I keep buying certain things. Like I recently bought a book uh, on Amazon a few days ago. And uh I have to return it because apparently it's a, it's a Christmas gift. Uh, I just, anyways, but, uh, but yeah, I, I, you know, we've always done really well separately, kind of having our own budgets. Uh, but before we were married, it was able to stay very vague in our budget categories. Uh, once we got married, uh, Abby actually introduced me to an app called YNAB or You Need a Budget. We highly recommend it. It mm. is a, it teaches you to think about money in a different way. Mm. Uh, so if you want to learn about it, you know, somebody can call me or, or watch on YouTube. It, it has a different format to any other budgeting app I've used. Uh, but we really, really love it. And it really helps us to get ahead in our finances to make sure we're, um, you know, using the money that we have in the bank and not uh, money that, is unseen uh, and so and then it tells us where all of our money is uh, which is very just helpful uh, and you can kind of see the full picture at it uh, but yeah I you know ultimately we we just had some good teaching and good instructions I was going to be an actuary which is risk assessment uh, <laughs> so uh, you know I uh, I definitely know certain risks and have done a lot of self-study on finances to really help help us get there Wow. It's, it's really impressive. I mean, I've, I've, I've run into a few people as young as you who have their heads on so straight when it comes to the finances. And I, I know it's helped you and it's helped you in your church leadership. I really respect the way 
you handle the budget, the money, you guys are really on top of it. Now, another thing you've mentioned is that you both probably tend towards being more quiet. You know, for sure, you, Abby, I mean, I remember when we met, you'd came come out to visit Tucson one time and you did some video work that blew me away. Right. But I remember, I remember asking who did this and it was like, oh, that's Abby. And like, who's Abby? And, <laughs> you know, we met and how, how have you guys, you're not like the traditional or maybe the stereotypical loud, flashy leadership couple. How have you managed to grow in spite of that or become leaders in spite of that? Yeah, I think for me, it's just been genuine relationships. Um, and I think even finding what my niche is within leadership, um, I'm naturally, again, very introverted. And so I had to learn, okay, what, what are my strengths as an introvert and how do I use them to glorify God? Mm. Um, with being a more introverted personality, I'm a deep thinker. Um, I'm really good at one-on-one personal connection. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm really great at deep thought and drawing people out. Um, and so I really tried to find ways to use those strengths for ministry, Mm -hmm. um, and in ministry. And then I think Mm -hmm. on top of that, I did have to work about with, okay, when I walk into church, (laughs) how do I like interact and have small talk with people? Um, and just kind of learning tips and tricks in, in how to grow socially and be able to talk mm-hmm. to people better. Um, but I think for me, it was, okay, what are my strengths and how do I really use that for ministry and for God? Yeah. And for me, I, I think I'm still working on certain aspects, right? I feel like I'm still working on the, you know, some of the preaching side of things where I'm not as loud or, or strong in certain spots where I really could be, uh, and so I still have to develop those things in different ways. Uh, um, I think watching and taking in a lot of leadership content really helps. Uh, but uh, I think just relying on the strengths that you do have, uh, really taking those, whether that's, uh, as you said, kind of the finances or uh, just the desire to work hard uh, right. and taking those and, and moving forward. Right. Yeah. It really shows because the, the leadership group that supports you, the older men, they all respect you. Before right. I pointed you, I called, did a lot of groundwork in advance, calling around, making sure that they were all supportive of your leadership. And, you know, talking to the church leaders in Arizona, people like Forrest, and just said, hey, this, I think Brian's ready to be appointed. I want to appoint him. Any, any objections? And everyone's like, no, this guy's awesome. He's, they're, they're an amazing couple. It was unanimous. What's, what's helped you guys? Any, any other tips that the pe- people could imitate that's helped you to become church leaders? Yeah, uh, I think the thing that comes to mind for me is uh, you need to constantly be hearing success stories and stories of sacrifice. And I think oftentimes those two uh, are connected. Um and obviously the Bible has a ton of those, you know, stories of somebody sacrificing and finding success. Um, but I think books and as, as what you do here, Rob, interview-based podcasts have been very helpful for Abby and I uh, because it, it allows us to, to be reminded that we need to stick with our dreams. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think too often 
where you can get bogged down with the work of ministry or um, not that sounds bad, but you get you get focused in on the day to day stuff. You stop losing the, the grander dream or vision for what what you're doing. Um, and a lot of these podcasts or books that we read have, have really helped us to uh, keep that vision of like, hey, you know what? We're sacrificing for a reason. Uh, and, and and then you you hear stories of success and it builds your faith of like, oh, we're not the only idiots out here trying to do something. <laughs> right, right. Maybe stumbling across success. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, there are other mm-hmm. people who are trying stuff and um, and not everyone finds success, but it's it's helpful to hear the stories of success. That's right. Yeah. I think, Go ahead. I think for me, it's been trying to maintain a teachable heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, being able to learn and grow and learn from as many people as I can. Um, and I think in, in with that goes reading a ton, mm-hmm. like being a reader, trying to read as much as I possibly can. And then on top of that, listening to podcasts, um, Brian and I consume a lot of content <laughs> just to try and continue to yeah. learn. Right. Um, and I think Rob, your podcast, especially even before we even considered Flagstaff, it was in a sense preparing my heart for that leap and that crazy jump. It felt crazy to us, but I think listening to podcasts like Sean Wooten, um, it was like, okay, what we're doing is not that crazy. Right. Um, like people have done crazier, people have gone and gone before us. And so I think really learning from people who have gone before us has really helped too. Yeah. Um, being able to draw upon just the wisdom of the ages. And I think for me, having people who believed in us and like said, hey, you can do this. Mm-hmm. Like you guys can do crazy things. You guys can do amazing things yep. um, has been just a game changer for us. Mm. Um, and I think also learning to be resilient, um, learning how to just really bounce back from setbacks, from hurts, from disappointments, from mm-hmm. different things. Um, I think that was something I really had to learn mm. was, okay, my heart's been broken um but time to keep moving right. like we yeah. there's something more going on um and then i think the last two were prayer there's just been so many prayers prayed mm. uh, of great like joy and excitement mm. and like praise and then there's also been the prayers of okay god what are you doing here right. um what 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 direction do you want and then i think the the big thing for me has also been my husband mm-hmm. um just being able to have a really strong marriage and being able to do this together yeah. has been such a blessing. Um, I could not imagine doing it alone. Mm. Um, <laughs> when I was in Pullman, I was the only intern. And so I was like, Bailey's were helping me, but like, I didn't have in a sense, a solid co-leader mm. all the time. And I think when we got married, I was like, wow, mm. now I understand <laughs> why, mm. why it's so important to have, um, a co-leader and a husband, um, in this just because he picks me up on days when I'm feeling down and vice versa. Mm-hmm. It's a true partnership. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I'm very impressed with you guys, you know, and um, I think definitely one of the qualities that stands out is your teachability and your humility. And um, I just remember so clearly, cause we got to live together for a month, right. In Flagstaff. That was so fun. <laughs> and, uh, when the, the church was planted and I remember it was like at a missions meeting, we were meeting, I think at, um, 
at Amber and Trevor's house. Um, and, um, and, uh, not Amber, I'm sorry. Angie. Angie. Angie, thank you. Angie and Trevor's house. We were meeting there. And I remember uh, Rob asked you, Brian, he's like, okay, Brian, do you know, do you know what you're going to say to this mission meeting? And, and you're like, no, I, I don't really know what, what, I, what I'm going to say. And I remember Rob was like, okay, bro, this is what you need to do. You need to share this scripture. This is the charge you need to give. This is the direction. And it was awesome because you took that and you turned around and did the missions meeting. But what I appreciated is you didn't go, oh man, I'm so glad Rob just told me what to say. I didn't really know what I was going to do for the meeting. Like you made it your own. You, you were confident. You took the direction, but you made it your own. And I just remember just going, wow, that was just a, a beautiful thing to watch. Right. Just as Rob gave you direction, you took it. Very teachable, very right. humble, but you had your own vision. Right. And I, yeah. I don't know. I, I, it was really cool to watch that. Yeah. I mean, humble, willing to take input yeah. without getting your feelings hurt. Right. And at the same time, very assertive. You yes. know, you're your own person. So right. great, great combination. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what I saw. Yeah. So what are the pitfalls to avoid? What, you know, give us some help here. I'm sure there's lots yeah. of people listening that go, man, I'd love to do that. I think you guys are a great example of, you know, you're introverted, but at the same time, God is using you to do great things. He's yeah. using your strengths and your talents so what, what are the pitfalls to avoid? Yeah, uh, I think the thing that I think about is the inability to take risks. Um, and that can be, if you don't take risks, you, you're going to be, you're going to fall and, and, and not have the success you want to see or, or not be able to fulfill God's vision for your life. And uh, Mike D'Aquino, actually about 10 years ago, I went to a, a ministry training program that he was leading. And at the end of it, he was like, Brian, you don't take risks. Mm. I had no idea what he meant at the time. <laughs> uh, but uh, now looking back, I think that's exactly what I needed to learn. It took me a handful of years to learn it. Uh, but now, you know, I feel like I we have to take risks and we're trying to take faithful mm. and wise risks. Yeah. Um, but for, I, I mean, for example, right, we, uh, the church is getting closer to being financially self-supporting and, wow, uh, which is awesome, but I, well, let's change things up a little bit. Let's, we just offered a, a job to another couple, uh, to come be our, our worship ministers and, uh, and, and lead that side of the church. And, and so we're excited, but it's definitely, uh, uh, a risk mm -hmm. it's a faithful action to take and right uh, but if you can't take risks you're, you're, you're not gonna uh, see the success god wants for your life yeah um i think for me the two things that i've been i think learning and wrestling with as pitfalls because i have not a lot arrived in my leadership at all um i think is really understanding and dealing with bitterness and then mm -hmm. also um dealing with isolation yeah because i think those yeah. two things are really easy to fall into within a ministry capacity um just being a leader i think you're open to a lot more criticism a lot more hurt um because you love people deeply and then when they either don't love you back or are mean or things happen um i think it could be really easy to grow bitter um, or let that seed grow. Mm -hmm. And so I think I've seen where when I have let that grow, 
where that can become a really ugly place and it can just affect my leadership in a huge way. Mm-hmm. And then I've seen where, okay, I've dealt with it. I've moved on right. and I can release it. Like I can yeah. let it go mm-hmm. um, or even just not let it grow to begin with um, is better. <laughs> um, but then I think also with that, I think can tie into isolation because okay, as you get hurt, as criticisms fly, as things happen in leadership, it can be really easy to withdraw mm-hmm. um, from people and become isolated. Um, it could be like, okay, well, nobody understands me or I can't relate to people in this way. And I think Pam, you and I have had some conversations mm-hmm. yeah. about that, just yeah. being in the stage of life that I'm in mm-hmm. as a leader. But I think I'm God's really changing my heart where I can relate to a lot of people. It may not be the exact stage of life. It may not be the mm-hmm. exact position, um, but I can rely on a lot of the women yeah. in my life mm-hmm. to be able to get that that support and care mm-hmm. and friendship. It's it's interesting. It's a, it's a really that's great great input. I mean, ministry has a very high attrition rate. I've I've got a lot of friends who started out in the ministry with me. They they left the ministry a long time ago, and I'm sure you know people that. Yep. gave it a shot and it just didn't work out. And and for a lot of people, you, the, the gift set's not right. You know, there's a lot of different reasons, not bad or good. But then there's a lot of people that I look at in the fellowship and I go, that person's got the gift. I mean, they're, yeah. and you know it because they're being used in their companies or their private practice or their business for the same exact quality. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, they're, their leadership yeah. ability is is elevating them. They're getting promoted big time because they're natural leaders, but they don't want to use it in the realm of of the ministry. And so, what do you see as as the top reasons why people leave the ministry or step out just when they're getting started? Because there's a lot of people that do the one year challenge. And they go, "Oh, I want to try it," but they don't make it. Mm-hmm. You've talked a little bit about it, not being able to deal with bitterness, mm-hmm. isolation from friendships. Anything else? I think it's a heart of being willing to do the hard things and not know how it's going to turn out. Mm-hmm. Um, like taking a risk and just kind of like what Brian was saying, like, okay, I don't know how this is going to work out. Putting yourself in an uncomfortable position. <laughs> um, when I moved up to Pullman, I didn't have a job and I had a really hard time finding a job for three months. And so that financially was pretty terrifying for me. If it's somebody who's always had a job. So I was willing to, in a sense, sacrifice that. I think kind of one of the scarier things in ministry is it's a lot of risks where you don't know what's going to happen next. Um, And I think sometimes that can be difficult, but I think the huge thing can be a relational um, isolation that can happen. Right. Of just like, oh, and I think I've noticed this too, is like people can look at leaders differently. Um, and sometimes that can even affect relationships of, especially if somebody's had a bad experience with a leader before, Yeah, you're now the person in leadership that right. they're looking at. <laughs> right. Um, and all of that baggage is, it, it may not yeah. be you, um, but like all of that baggage is coming with you. And so yeah. I think that can provide difficulties in relationships or, um, and I think it can be a very difficult sometimes road to walk where you're not trying to take offense of what's happening because you know it's something before, but it definitely affects relationships and friendships in the present. Yeah. Right. I think the the first thing that comes to mind is just humility is needed. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so if that's not a part of your character, that has to be developed. Right. Uh, so if that's not developed, 
stepping out of ministry is probably needed. Yeah. Uh, but uh, once that is developed, coming back in or, or, or regaining that attitude for ministry, it, yeah. it's totally doable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, that's the first thing that I think about. It's just that well, got to be honest. It just makes it so special that you guys became an evangelist and women's ministry leader because there's so many reasons why you could have stepped out. I mean, there's mm-hmm. so many reasons why pe- people people get hammered in the ministry, you know, mm-hmm. like you said, through criticism or they've got personal issues that they haven't dealt with. Maybe they're not controlling their finances. They, they've, they're in a ton of debt and they're drowning in debt. Or maybe they've got... Um, a pornography problem, or maybe they've got a self-discipline issue or, you know, who, who knows? I mean, there's just a lot going against a person. So it really makes it more special. And I really feel like it's a, it's a, it's a blow for the kingdom of God. It's a, it's a, an advance when I see a great couple rise up like mm-hmm. you guys. You, what's what I find ironic though about you guys is that you weren't even considering yourself for the leadership of Flagstaff. Uh, <laughs> I remember promoting this in the early days of the, the pandemic and just saying, Hey, you know, we've got a team together. We've got people that want to go, but we need a leader. And if you're interested in leading the Flagstaff church, you know, you need to talk to me. And a few people did, but what, what I found interesting in talking to you guys is that you guys weren't even considering it. So why not? Yeah. Well, when you first started promoting it, we were in Spokane and we were, you know, newlyweds and thinking we would be there a little bit longer. But after about a, just under a year of getting married, we, we did start opening up the door of, hey, you know what, let's let's see what's out there. Let's uh, start looking for another, another ministry position in another town, uh, somewhere where we can have a lot of fun and, and learn a lot. Uh, but uh, we honestly, we're just looking for campus ministry jobs. Uh, that's just what mm-hmm. we had been trained in. That's what we were comfortable with. That's what we had done over the past few years. Uh, and so that's kind of where we were going. Mm-hmm. We had seen one or two friends kind of in our age range step out and lead a church. But uh, to be honest, they, in my mind, they had more leadership uh, pedigree than us or whatnot. And so I was like, okay, cool. That's great for them. Like, that's awesome. Like super proud of them. Uh, Jimmy Black was, was one of them that, that I think of. And, uh, and so, you know, we just started applying to, to different, uh, campus ministry positions, had, had a handful of interviews and, uh, I ended up actually calling force for sale and he said, Hey, you need to give Rob a call. And, uh, that really opened up the door to us of like, wait, this is an option. Yeah. Uh, we didn't really even consider ourselves to be ready for that. And, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and we're grateful for said, give you a call. And, um, I mean, two weeks later, you guys had already flown us down and offered <laughs> us the job. And, uh, and then we're here a month later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Abby, any yeah. thoughts on that one? Um, yeah, I think for us, it was just when I think Brian got off the phone with you the first time, you, you he had mentioned like, oh, there's a church plant in Flagstaff and we'd heard it on your podcast. But again, we didn't think we thought maybe the position had already been filled at this point. Um, and I was like to go on a church plant, like to lead a church planting. And I'd been on a church plant in Pullman and fell in love with it. I loved going 
being on a church plant and mission team mindset. Um, and so I was like, wow, are we ready for that? Like <laughs> it was a, it was a, whoa, okay. Yeah. Like this wasn't even something we even considered um, just because of at that time we were 28, Brian was 28, I was 26. And so we were young. Yeah. Um, we, so, we yeah. thought there was one more stop in between. And we didn't have kids yet. Um, and so usually I feel like people who are asked to leave churches have children, <laughs> uh, have that experience. Interesting. But, uh, so I, I just felt like, wow, okay. And I was excited because I had seen a church plant and I loved it. And I'd never, and I wa- always wanted to go back. Um, but never thought that I would have the opportunity to do that um, this young or paid to do it. So right. um, I was yeah. pretty excited. Yeah, it's, it, it was really awesome because I was specifically looking for a young couple because I really believe that people need to become church leaders and evangelist women's ministry leaders in their 20s. I mean, young, young, as young as possible. I mean, straight, you know, just really young. And I feel like that the culture of our churches has grown where it's like you, you can't get appointed until you're like 40 or something <laughs> like that. You've you've led multiple regions in a super large church or something. And I just go, that's that's just not, it's not, I don't, it's not what I see in the Bible. And it's certainly not what I grew up with spiritually. And so that was really inspiring to me to see you guys um, break the mold, so to speak, again, and, and become leaders at a young age. You've done an amazing job. I mean, when when we met, you're like, okay, this this is an awesome couple, mm-hmm. and I just go, that was a great hire. So thankful to Forrest. He is funny because Forrest had called me earlier that week and said, "Man, do you think you're going to be able to get a leader for this planting?" <laughs> he was getting nervous. He's like, "Is this going to get off?" And I'm like, "Don't worry, God's going to surface somebody." <laughs> but at the same time, I was really praying hard. I'm like, "God, you, I was mm-hmm. fasting. I'm like, God, you got to surface mm-hmm. somebody because we've been having meetings for a long time online looking for the leader." And the right person had not surfaced. And I was looking for just the right couple. And so you guys came along not a minute too soon. So that was awesome. Um, Just one more question. Yeah. What advice uh, would you give for a younger person who wants a shot? I'm sure there's, again, a lot of people that are going, man, I'd I'd love to do that. What advice would you give them? Um, You want to go first? Sure. I can start. Um, I think the one thing that came to mind was learn from those who've gone before you um really take in a lot of the wisdom of Mm -hmm. the people around you especially those who are older um and have done what you want to do um i think find people to believe in and mentor you to train you to teach you um keep that humble heart (laughs) keep that teachable heart yeah um and then i think the big thing is like don't neglect the fundamentals um when i was in basketball that was a huge thing that they kept teaching us like go back to dribbling shooting and passing Mm -hmm. um and i think spiritually it's okay go back to reading your bible praying and sharing your faith and be really consistent in those um and i think god really blesses the small things done well over time yeah uh, I think for me, as I think about somebody who wants their shot, um, you got to be dreaming. Mm-hmm. You got to have that attitude of like, I, uh, you know, I think we can want like a vague shot, <laughs> mm. but if you can dream for really what you want to see happen, it just becomes so much more tangible. I think mm-hmm. the statistics on if you write down a goal, it like 
it's way more like 40 to Forty more percent yeah. likely, or something that right. you yeah. accomplish it. Right. If mm-hmm. you tell a friend, it comes seventy more. 70 <laughs> right. More. Yeah. Uh, so I think you got to be dreaming. Um, I think Abby mentioned this earlier about the idea of just doing things excellent. Right. Uh, you know, asking yourself the question of like, all right, like with whatever shot I want, like how can I or how can we as a team make this great? Mm. Uh, for far too long, I felt like. Personally, I, I wasn't called to excel, uh, kind of as somebody who was younger, uh, kind of the younger person on staff. It was like, hey, we want you to do this. Uh, and I go out and do something. And to be honest, it was probably not that good. And it was just kind of overlooked. They're like, oh, well, he's young. That's okay. Uh, but no, let's let's really excel. Um, I'd say if, if you have something in mind, uh, go tell your minister, go, right. go tell, mm-hmm. um, but don't say like, you know, Hey, g- give me the power. <laughs> right. Uh, I've done that before. It doesn't, doesn't work. Uh, <laughs> right. you know, I'd probably ask them something like, Hey, is there anything I can do to, uh, build up the trust to, to do this in the future? Right. Um, you know, cause maybe they maybe you do want to preach a, a lesson right. one day. It's right. like, Hey, is there anything I can do? You know, and they might say, hey, well, why don't you do a couple Bible talks? Let me watch you. Right. Why don't you put together a lesson and let's talk about it. Maybe record yourself. And, you right. know, and there's ways you can build that trust up so you can really do it excellently right. when you have the shot. Right. Um, and then um, I think, you know, if your shot isn't in the city you're at, maybe you do want to plant a church. Right. Uh, I'd just say start interviewing. Yep. Just throw your name in the hat, see what happens. Uh, as Rob mentioned, uh, we didn't throw our name in the hat for a long time, but it turns out we were the kind of the couple that checked all the prayers Rob was making. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah I think Abby's brother-in-law, he's in the, uh, the tech field. He's a computer engineer. Uh, he's got a great job. Uh, I mean, he could stay at that job for the rest of his career, uh, but yet he still interviews at least one job, if not two to five jobs a year, mm-hmm. uh, just to see what's out there. Right. And I think that's really interesting. Right. Uh, and I think it could be applied to, to us a little more often. Right. Of like, hey, let's just see what out there, see what the needs are. Obviously, there's tons of needs anywhere. Right. Uh, but if that's if you want a shot to go lead a church start interviewing, start throwing your name in the hat uh, right. and talk, talk to whoever's helping you and guiding you and mentoring you in that direction. Um, I couldn't agree more. I just feel like that's so wise. And I think there's a lot of people that, I mean, the, the career path is like you get on staff and most of our churches are in large, large metropolitan areas with large church. I mean, there's a lot of large churches that have a lot of resources. And so people tend to, the, the star star disciples will grow on campus and then they'll end up leading a, a region or a sector of a church, uh, maybe older marrieds. And, and then they'll just kind of get, for, in my mind, okay, this is not, you know, the gospel, but in my mind, they get, get kind of forgotten. They're just kind of, they're holding down the fort, but they're leading. And then they'll stay that way for years. They'll just, you know, they, they're getting a paycheck, but they're not really in my mind, being challenged 
to to see what can happen or be a, an evangelist who's planting churches and really making breaking new ground. And I feel like that is something that needs to change. We need to really be giving people new opportunities earlier to lead their own churches and try new things and take those risks that you're talking about. So I couldn't agree with you more, Brian. And I really appreciate you guys stepping in. I mean, when you guys came, I remember looking at you guys and talking and I go, okay, this, this couple's definitely ready to lead a church for sure. I mean, I think you guys had gained a lot of experience through the people you mentioned. And then through Chris and Amy Schwarzenberger, you guys worked with them for five years. They, they discipled you guys. So you guys had quite a bit of experience there in campus ministry. So I felt the only thing really lacking is we need to make sure we have a good relationship mm-hmm. so that even though we're distant, we know each other. So that's why I was really impressed because yeah. I said, hey, guys, I want you to move down here to Tucson for three months, and then we'll go up together. We'll live together up in Flagstaff for a month so that our relationship is solid. Because I felt like what you needed is not the basics of the ministry, but just a good relationship that yeah. could could mm-hmm. move forward going forward. People had done a great job training up up until that time. So um, you just need some finishing, and that's it. And you guys are doing an amazing job. So thank you so much. Congratulations on your appointment. Yes. All the yes. best to you guys going forward. Yeah, Thank, thank you. you so much. Thank you so much for joining the Rob Skinner Podcast. If you're enjoying this podcast, please hit the subscribe button and let your friends know about it and how to find it. Because my goal is to inspire you to make this life count, live a no regrets life, and multiply disciples, leaders, and churches. Have a great day and make this life count.